This is the Carpe Diem Gamecast interview series. Joining us today, Cullen Bunn. Hey there, folks. Thank you for joining me. This is uh, Dan with the Carpe GM Gamecast. This is episode one of our interview series. We're trying to reach out to contributing members of the geek community, uh, writers, designers, indie game designers, trying to get the word out on some new products and try to get try to contact some people about some old standbys and basically just try to contact people whose products and creativity are contributing to the shaping of today's geek culture. I'd like to thank Sam Gollin of Sammy and the Punk for helping me out with the uh, spin-off of our original theme song. He did the guitar work on that with myself on the drums. Uh, so one of my fellow podcasters, Brian, was able to catch up with uh, Colin Bunn and sit down with him for a Man on the Street interview. Once again, thanks for tuning in, and without further ado, here's Brian and Colin Bunn. Hi there, uh, this is, uh, I'm Brian from the Carpe Diem Gamecast. I'm sitting here talking to Cullen Bunn. He has written The Damned, uh, Six Gun is probably the thing people know you the best from. Uh, you did Spider-Man Season 1 recently. Uh, I'm pretty sure you were doing Hawkeye and Cap for a while, is that? Well, it, it's a it's a Captain America team-up book. But it is. It started out as Captain America and Hawkeye, and then it changed to Captain America and Iron Man. Oh, so it's just like Cap with his it, friends. It, yeah. I've been calling it Cap and because it's it's it changes just to confuse That's people gotta a little fun, bit. That's got to be fun, though. Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So the first question we like to ask everybody we talk to is, uh, "What's your geek? What's your <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh, poison? And your what do you like to do?" Well, you know, the thing I'm, you know, I guess I'm a well-rounded geek because I like, uh, you know, I'm I'm into the comics. Sure. <laughs> uh, I've been into comics since I was, you know, a little kid. Yeah. So comics have been, it's probably my my number one thing I geek out over probably. True. Uh, but I do, you know, I do role-playing games. Uh, not as much as I used to, but I still play, you know, play role-playing games so like every now and again. D&D or st- other stuff? Uh, D- Dungeons and Dragons and uh, Call of Cthulhu. Oh, yes. Currently. Yeah. Call of Cthulhu is the thing that I actually run semi-regularly regularly cool. right now. Cool, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those things. And, then you know, TV and movies. Or, so TV and movies, yeah. anything recently been catching your eye? In terms of in terms of television, I, I'm a probably the thing I'm... I'm the biggest fan of right now is Breaking Bad. It's my favorite television okay. show. So, so I mean, it's, I think it's a great show. Yes. Anyway, uh, I mean, it's 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 probably the best drama on television. I, I, I agree with you 100. And and, uh, and then not I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody. But this season, you know, I've I've been watching. I'm like, okay, it's not as good as it has been, which is still makes it better than most yeah. TV that's out there. And then this uh, episode, the last this two, two episodes, episodes, the, the last two episodes. Yeah. Uh, kind of made up for maybe it. two of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. I agree, a hundred percent with you. That's awesome. Uh, I got a couple questions just about being in the comic biz sure. and stuff like that. Uh, how did you personally get started working in comics? Um, writing comics is something that I've, I've wanted to do for for a long time, but I didn't know how to break in. Yeah, uh, I had no clue how to do it, and I started doing some stuff writing prose instead of comics, you know, short stories and sure. stuff like that, because I at least knew how to. You know how to submit stuff and to like, like magazines that. and yeah, stuff like to, that to magazines and 
a long, it's been many years now, I started working at a comic shop in St. Louis area. And uh, when I was working there, I met uh, Brian Hurt, uh, sure. who was an artist, who is the artist on The Damned and Six Gun. Cool. And, and he was trying to break into comics. And uh, as a writer, the most difficult thing, more difficult even than finding a publisher, is finding an artist to work with. That you your, like. Yeah, that you like, yeah. who's reliable, uh, you know, and uh, I lucked out. That was my... More that was than your anything, lucky day? My lucky day was meeting Brian because, I mean, you know, we uh, we started working together. He actually was, he he uh, he moved away for a while, moved to New York. He started working with Oni Press on some side sure. projects. So Brian was really my introduction into Oni Press. We knew we were going to work on something together at some time. We didn't know when, when? that would be. Uh, but then we worked on the dam together. Uh, and then we followed the damned with the sixth gun, and the sixth gun kind of got the attention of some editors at Marvel and DC, and then I've just, just been from there, yeah, exploded from there. So you mentioned uh, the damned and the sixth gun; those are your brainchild, correct? Or yes, and, those are those are my you know those are my babies. You know, it's, you you know I, I love doing all the stuff I'm doing, it, but when you when you look at like a, a Marvel book or a DC book. Sure. You know, when I show someone that book, it's like, a, you know, look, here's this car I have that I really <laughs> instant like. Instant gratification. You know, or you instant know, verification. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's my car that I really like, but if I show them the six gun or the dams, look at this, this is my baby. Yeah. You know, it's it's really... Like, it came from up here and yeah. now it's here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the, the dam and the six gun are creator-owned projects. Brian Brian and I own those cool. know, pretty much completely and then only, you know, published through Oni Press. That's yeah, that's great. I I was just wondering because I saw that you had just done that, and I was like, wow, this is really interesting stuff to come from somebody. So yeah, those are those, and I, I have a couple of other uh, creator-owned books that uh, are they published? Uh, the Tooth uh, is a creator-owned book that's that's published uh, also through Oni, um, and then I have a couple of other things that will be coming out coming in, the, soon. in the next year. I have uh, I also, know I know in New York we're announcing at least one new creator-owned project in, at New York Comic Con next month. We're announcing awesome. is one that new project. Also going to be through Oni and everything. Yeah, okay. a, a lot of my creator-owned stuff is through Oni, just because I You've you know I there. know those guys, yeah, I trust yeah. those guys. Yeah. And uh, well, it's not yeah. a bad company to trust, That's right? So, uh, but as kind of getting away from your original stuff, you said you worked with Marvel and everything like that. How does it feel to write some of these iconic characters that are like, they're cash cows for these people right now, and <laughs> they're legends and mythos in people's hearts, so like, how do you approach writing those? Well, you know, I try to, I try to approach it the way I would just write my own stuff, you know. I mean, there are differences, because when you work for DC or Marvel, you're going to get uh, guidelines. There, you know, there are, there are corporate guidelines for the characters, there are... Sure. Other other writers, you know, who work on the book, so you have to kind of keep in mind what they're doing. There are uh, editorial mandates for the books and big crossovers that are happening, so you have to make sure you're kind of trying to play ball with all of those. Sure. Um, yeah. So there's those things that change, you know, change my approach. But once you get that out of the way, my goal is I'm just going to try to write the story the way that you want it. That to it's be. my story, you know, and and sometimes I'm successful and sometimes I'm less successful <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's just gotta feel good though you mean like see a book you know with spider-man and your name is right under yeah no yeah. absolutely <laughs> you know it's a they're characters that uh like i said i grew up reading those i was a marvel guy you know growing up i was always a, a marvel zombie so writing those characters uh, you know that's uh that's uh that's a big deal for me yeah. you know and uh there's some characters who are like you know, I have a bucket list of characters. You guys want to write these for are it. the characters I will, you know, that I will write at some point before I die. 
And uh, you know, I'm, and I'm starting to cross names off that bucket list, so I'm you know I'm pretty excited. Like Devil Dinosaur, which is somebody nobody really wants to you know no one wants to write a Devil Dinosaur story. But I have a two issue Avenging Spider-Man Devil Dinosaur team up coming out uh, starting in October, I think. So I can cross Devil That's Dinosaur. That's really off the awesome. List, I'm, you know? I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's the most beautiful Devil Dinosaur. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> such a good looking book. So. Uh, Recently, what's on the shelves now that has your name on it is Deadpool. Deadpool kills, kills the Marvel, Marvel Universe. Universe. Yeah. Now, yeah. that's a different dichotomy of writing altogether, isn't it? Writing kind of almost a comedy, like with well, dark comedy. In well, it. yeah, you know, they, they came to me with that book. They said, Cullen, we want to do a book. And all they said was, you know, we want to call it Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. And, you know, I know, you know, I know Deadpool. Uh, I, you know, I've read, li- I've written Deadpool stories before, but when I went to him, I said, okay, I, I just want to make sure you're going to let me write a Deadpool story that's not quite so, you know, I want to change, I want to, you know, I want people to look at Deadpool a little differently for it. I wanted it to be a darker story. Uh, I wanted it to be more of a horror story. I wanted, I, I told him this was Deadpool if he were like a cross between, uh, Jason Voorhees and uh, Freddy Krueger. You know, what if that Deadpool? So, and you know, with the idea that okay, the the goal is go out and Deadpool kills everybody, all the other heroes. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was a little different, um, but it was still a lot of fun to write. I yeah, it's got it had to be. I mean, he's probably one of the characters that's exploded in the last five years. So, like, people just kind of drawn to Deadpool. Well, yeah, you know, it's funny because everybody said he kind of, you know, he definitely exploded, and then there was Deadpool everywhere, and then there was a sort of this outcry of, please, Deadpool, no, you know, fewer no more, Deadpool yeah. books, fewer Deadpool books. So when this book came out, I was kind of like, I don't know if people are going to like it, I don't know if they're going to react to it, I don't know if they're going to buy it, and, you know, it's sold out pretty much everywhere. So, so... Somewhere I don't know where the I don't know where the disconnect is of people saying we don't want Deadpool we don't want maybe Deadpool. they want a different Deadpool maybe, maybe they, want the dip- they want Buns Deadpool maybe Jesus they want yeah that, exactly that tells me um, which is uh, which is great I'm, I'm I was super happy to see that book uh, do as well as it did you know it's kind of a book that has uh, divided people yeah you know it's either they this is hate a- it or they love it <laughs> yeah and uh, and that's fine that's uh, hey. I knew it would I knew Deadpool's that kind of character anyway exactly He's the kind of character you either hate him or you love him exactly so. but. I myself am kind of an aspiring comic book writer. I would like to do what you do. Uh, so, and I've been working on stuff for a while. For other people who are like me, trying to kind of get into the business or just kind of trying to write comics, do you have any advice for them or anything like that? Yeah, um, because, you know, I, I, I try to think of the, either the biggest lessons I've learned trying to break in, because it took me a long time. You know, I yeah. don't want people to have to take as long to break in as it took me. Um, the biggest thing, you know, there are a couple of things. So a lot of people want to break in to say Marvel or DC, and and that's a great goal. But I can tell you from experience, and just from editors telling me this, and talent management people saying this is the way it is, you can pitch your Deadpool story, your X Men story, your Superman story, your Batman story. You can pitch those all day long, and you will not break in doing that. The way to, but there is a way to break into Marvel and DC, and you have to do kind of what I did. And I and this. And keep in mind, anything I say is this is how I did it. Yes. So someone could write a best pitch ever for a Deadpool story and send it to Marvel, and they He's say, got a job tomorrow. <laughs> and we love it, and it's on the shelf. Yeah. yeah. But for me, anyway, and I think this is pretty typical with breaking into the big two, for instance, is to write a book, find an artist that you can work with, and that's tough. I'm not going to tell you it's a, it's not a challenge. Find a good artist, do your book, get it published, either self publish it. Or work through a small press, which is what I did, um, uh, like Oni Press, and One get of the your independent yeah, get your book out there, 
and then get that book, whether you published it or, or had someone else do it for you, get that book into the hands of every Marvel and DC editor you can. That's the way to do it. Because what happens is, with Marvel and DC, they do not typically say, okay, tell me the story you want to write. They come to you and say, okay, we want you to write a story. They'll either say, we want you to write a story about the Defenders. Sure. Or they'll say, we want you to write a story called Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. Yeah. So they come to you once they get a feel for what you, you know, kind of what a... you have to offer and the, your storytelling uh, sensibilities. They'll come to you and ask you to do things. And that's really just a, I think it's a, a, a cleaner way to break in. I think it's a, a smarter way to break in because you're also getting, you know, you're getting your own, you're working on your own stuff too. Because there's a big difference in working on your own stuff. And, and working on the characters that belong to somebody to else. else. Yeah. You, you know, I think people should... It, it, there's there's a lot of discussion of, you know, oh, people should only work on creator-owned stuff. Or, no, they should only... You know, you know you're going to pay your bills working on big two Marvel and DC stuff. And yet, yeah, I think you should do both. I think if you can, you should try to try to focus on both of those things. Um, but that's the best way to break in. I'd say go to conventions, network... Get your with, name out there. Network on Twitter and Facebook, you know... Don't go out and like. Don't go onto Twitter and Facebook and say, you know, find an editor and then just start berating them with, "Give me a job, give me a yeah. job, give me a job." <laughs> but if you use those resources and kind of, you get on Twitter and you see editors talking about movies and TV, they talk about the same kind of crap everybody, everybody else does, yeah. and just engage them in a conversation. The absolute worst that's going to happen is you're going to probably build, start building a relationship and make a friend. <laughs> um, but those, I mean, it makes a difference. And, and the other thing is, you never know who you're going to meet. That's going to be yeah. somebody, you know, even more important later on. I met sure. with, uh, years ago, before I was ever working with Marvel, I had a pitch session at a convention. And the two people I, uh, I met with were, uh, from Marvel. They, they said, we're going to bring in two editors from Marvel. Two, and it was, uh, it was Ruan Jantaliki and Axel Alonso. So Axel is now editor in chief of Marvel. And Ruan is now, one of the publishers. I mean, he's been promoted to the rank of publisher at Marvel. Yeah. And you, I mean, you really never know who you're going to meet. It was just guys at that point. I mean, they were editors, yeah. but, but still, you never know who you're going to meet and where they're going to be down the road. You never know when you meet another creator who could be in a position to help you. Uh, you know. So make friends. Make friends. Uh, it's frustrating. And the biggest trap a lot of would be, you know, would be creators fall into is they get frustrated. And, and I fell into this for a long time. They see other people succeeding. You know, they see people getting books that they want to be writing. And uh, they get angry, they get bitter, they start griping, they start complaining, they start insulting people, and they burn bridges by doing that. They don't even remember, they, you don't, you know, people see this stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's out there, people see it, and you burn those bridges, you're not going to, you know, I, I, I will always remember the people who burn, who burn bridges. I'm a forgiving person, <laughs> but there are certain transgressions I will never, ever forgive. And other creators can be big allies. I know you, people see them as their competition. Yeah. If you're writing your own thing, you're doing your book your, your way, own. there is no competition. Yeah. Uh, and, and other creators can be huge assets to you. Jason Aaron, I give him a lot of credit for getting me into Marvel. If he, I mean, Marvel knew who I was. They'd seen my books. But it was Jason who went in. Jason and Sean Crystal, an artist, Sean Crystal, went into Marvel and said, Read you this. really <laughs> need to give this guy some, some projects. You had some stuff on Facebook. That you were going through, you said that someone else uh, helped you get into. Well, yeah, I, was, I, uh, you know, it was a. Uh, there were a number of creators. The two that I really, you know, besides Brian, who helped me get into Oni at, at all. You know, not that I want to, Brian to know I give him too much. Credit, <laughs> I don't want him, but uh, but uh, 
Jason Aaron and Sean Crystal uh, took my books to Axel Alonso and said, you know, really, read this book. Give this guy some projects. And, and that, then, was that Six Gun? Uh, that was Six Gun that they okay. gave him. And I, you know, uh, you know, he read it, and then he came back and gave me some short Deadpool projects and stuff like that. To, but, but, I mean, Axel even said, these two guys went to bat for you. So that's why you're getting work. Wow. And, you know, Jason could have... You know, obviously, I'm no competition for Jason, but he could have said, "Oh, here comes another writer trying to eat my food." I'm not <laughs> yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm not going to give him. You know, Any. I'm not going to help him out. True. Um, don't ever be that guy that says, "You know, I don't want any other writer eating my food." Exactly. Because, uh, in the end, everybody can help everybody. They're all in the business There's together. Room. There's yeah. room out there, um, and it's very easy to get bitter and, and get angry when other people succeed. Uh, there was a point in my life where I was having a lot of trouble, and I remember I couldn't feel happy for my friends you know a friend would call me someone who's a good friend i made it (laughs) hey i just got a book accepted and i was like you gotta be kidding yeah and i I, and when i realized i was feeling unhappy for my friend's success i said okay there's there's a problem i'm having i have issues and i had to take a step back and really reassess where i was and and look at that kind of attitude was really holding me back i mean it was that was holding me back from getting anywhere that's amazing yeah that's that's a whole lot of good advice there i mean uh, I got one kind of two-part last question for you. All right. One, what's your favorite comic book story of all time? Storyline, issue, anything like that. What's your favorite comic? Um, it, you know, it, it's a tough question. I can tell, you know, there's a couple of, a couple of answers to that. Uh, the Chris Claremont era of X-Men is yeah. probably the, probably the comic that helped shape a lot of who I was. I love that era. Dark Phoenix, I, I, I all that stuff. I love all of that yeah. stuff. I love everything, you know. Everything, you know, from the, you know, like X-Men, giant size X-Men on up through, you know, when he was, you know, to, to when John Romita Jr. And, and then beyond when Silvestri was doing the art. Yeah. I love all that stuff. Yeah. I, I really do. Um, Walt Simonson's Thor holds up to me uh, as one yeah. of the greatest comic storylines of all time. Yes. Um, Preacher. It's my favorite of, comic. You know, <laughs> holds up as one of the greatest comics of all time. But if I were going to say the comic that made me love comics... It would be uh, uh, Micronauts, uh, the Bill Mantlo Micronaut series from the 70s. Uh, I remember the day I first found the Micronauts issue. <laughs> I remember reading it over and over and over again. That was the comic that kind of made just, me. You're just like, I love this. <laughs> that, yeah, it was just, it, and it was an interesting book because it was a toy line. Yeah. And it would Were they been similar very, to like Transformers or something like that? How dare you? Say that? <laughs> um, yeah, but they were the yeah. sort of robots and just so you know, people who they, don't know, they, yeah. they, atta- they were little robots and they attached to each other and you could take them apart and put them back together in yeah. different formations. They were cool toys, but it would have been very easy for uh, Bill Mantlo to take that toy line and just write sort of a crappy comic about yeah. it. And instead, he developed an entire universe. This was before the days of. You know, every toy line has a cartoon that explains mm-hmm. its history. You know, this was, I mean, he built a huge universe around this toy line. And what most people think of when they say, oh, you know, at least in America, when they say, oh, Micronauts, yeah, that storyline, and they think about it connected to the toys, that's not the case. Bill Mantlo created that. All through the comics. Yeah, I mean, he, he created that through the comics, yeah. Same with Rom. He wrote Rom, and it was a toy, a crappy toy, and he made a great storyline with it. And, that, and to me, that just spoke volumes to what a writer could do with uh, with material. Yeah, with material. My second, like, last little part of this is, do uh, you still read comics? Yeah. Current com- What's your favorite current thing out there right now? Um, I like the... Obviously, Cohen Bond stuff. Yeah, right, <laughs> actually, no, I, my stuff's not my favorite. Uh, 
Uh, there's a few things I like. Uh, some things I read in trade. So, like, Scout is one of my favorite books. I read it in trade. So, I know it ended this week, and I'm, you know, I haven't... By another bit. I don't know how it ends. Um, Scout, American Vampire. I like what Jeff... Uh, listen to me tell all these DC books that I like. <laughs> Scout, American Vampire. I like what Jeff Lemire is doing on Animal Man. My, I like what yeah. uh, Scott Snyder is doing on Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing and, and Batman. Yeah. Uh, I like uh, I like Jason Aaron a lot of his Marvel stuff his superhero stuff up as far as superhero books uh, Wolverine and the X Men I have no idea how Jason Aaron is able to get away <laughs> with what he what he does in that book it doesn't th- there's no reason that book should work the way it does and it works uh, so that's you know th- that's a great book I like Uncanny X Force by Rick Remender yeah. He's uh, writing Venom too, which you. He's no longer. Rick Remender's <laughs> gone from Venom. He's, yeah. He's done Venom, <laughs> There's a so. new age of Venom. <laughs> yeah, is, but, uh, but I like, uh, I like all those. You know, those books are some of my favorites. Cool. This, we do a podcast called the Carpe Diem Gamecast, and we'll have this interview on there talking. Thank you very much for talking. Carpe yeah. Diem Gamecast is presented under Creative Commons Attribution, Non Commercial, No Derivatives License Version 3.0. For further discussion on this topic or just about anything else, join our forum at carpegm.net slash forum. To contact us with questions, comments, and other feedback, please send your emails to dan at carpegm.net. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook slash carpegm.net or follow us on Twitter at C-A-R-P-E underscore G-M. Thanks for listening.